You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. God bless football, Billy. God bless football, Stu Gatz. Today's one of those days, I'm not going to lie. It's just one of those mean? days with me and football. Why? What happened? I don't want to get into it, but since you're asking, <laughs> since you're pulling my leg. Right, yes. I had the Seahawks in the bucket of death yesterday. Oh, so man. I'm, I'm headed into the football weekend already having it ruined, knowing I have a punishment coming my way. Oh, that is miserable. Oh, yeah. my God. I feel so bad for you. Oh, I, I actually had a plan, Stugatz. Yes. So I wasn't there for the actual draw, but I knew what was going to happen, right? If someone picked for me, they were going to pick a horrible team, and I was sure to lose. So before I left, I said, you know what, Chris Cody, I'm pulling out my phone and I'm recording this. I'm taking a helmet for myself, right? So the right. first thing that I picked was the Broncos, and then I put it back. And then I picked the Seahawks and I was like, uh, I don't like this. And then I thought, no one knows I'm doing this, but Chris Cody, I could just redo this whole thing and no one would have any idea. And sure. he even said, like, I'm not going to tell anyone. And I was like, mm, I don't know <laughs> that I trust you on that. So I'm right. just going to keep this. And right. then my thought process was, I'm going to have this video. 
but I'm not going to tell anyone that I did this. And only Chris Cody knows. And I think Roy was there and Roy knows. So my hope was they would forget that I did this. Someone would pick a helmet for me the next day. Anyways, I would let those games play out. If that team won and my team lost, I would say nothing. If that team lost and my team won, I would then be like, whoa, I have this video. I totally picked another helmet. This is documented, but it didn't work out because I was banking on Chris Cody forgetting, and he did not. Uh, how did you not come to me for this? Like, that is a scam, right? <laughs> That's my lane, Billy. I would yeah. help you out with that. What's the matter with you? Well, I had to do it. It was a late game decision. It was just before I was leaving. I'm like, hmm. I don't want to get screwed here because I know that there's <laughs> I know that things aren't always on the up and up in the bucket of death. So let me right. kind of have a little You were the commissioner policy. of the bucket of death, though. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They're not up and up because of you. Yeah. God bless DraftKings <laughs> for bringing it back. God bless DraftKings. <laughs> what a terrible feeling. I mean, you're headed into the weekend here. I know. Already knowing that you lost the uh, you lost to the grid of death. Oh, I feel horrible for you. The thing is, is that there was potential for it being exciting. Also, like headed into the weekend, like knowing I'm safe. And then it's like, that's yes. the best weekend that you can have. <laughs> right. But then yes. you know what happened? What? Geno Smith happens. By the way, how'd you feel at 7-3 at halftime, though? You felt fine, right? <sighs> the first half was kind of like back and forth, and I'm like, man, this one's going to be a tight one. They kept throwing stupid deflected interceptions to each other, and I then I was feeling good. Right. And then Russell Wilson hurts his finger, which yeah. – Stop showing it, by the way. And also – Enough. Thank you. Also, what happened to the days where football players cut off their fingers in the middle of the game and got back out there, okay? Ronnie Lott did it. Exactly. That's what I'm uh, saying. Just a jammed finger. Now that I'm thinking about it, Billy, I don't know if Ronnie Lott cut off his finger. You might want to look nah, it up. doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I The way I remember the story is Ronnie Lott cut off a finger and then came back into a game, mm -hmm. but I could be wrong. What do you mean it doesn't matter? It does matter. It doesn't matter. God bless football. <laughs> God bless football. God bless cutting off your finger. I was so excited. Is this what every week was like with you and Gino when he was yes. a Jets quarterback? Wait, hold on. So the big news last night was not that the Seahawks lost at home and that they're two and three. And that's a team that a lot of people thought maybe could make a deep run into the playoffs. Why? Because they make the playoffs every year. The big news was not the Rams getting to four and one and Matthew Stafford playing pretty well on the road. A big win for the L.A. Rams. The story was not Sean McVay and his fake enthusiasm and fake excitement about every single little thing that happens in a football game. The big news last night the was double that Gino's <laughs> the double or the double punt. It was not the double punt. The big news last night is that Geno Smith is still on an NFL roster. <laughs> That's the big news. And and and. I was tricked because I'm like, he's okay. He's not bad. First touchdown <laughs> since 2017. Like, Gino doesn't look that bad. And the horrible interception that he threw at the end wasn't even his fault because it seemed like Lockett got tripped up and fell. But right. still, I was like, Gino. Gino. And every time, because, man, it felt like they had 800 possessions with Gino Smith as quarterback. And every right. single time they showed Russell on the sideline, he was like playing with a tennis ball or something. You're like, okay, he's going to come back in for the last drive. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to be good. Don't worry, Billy. Everything's going to be fine. And right. no, Geno Smith, who looks huge, by the way, next yes. to Russell Wilson. Maybe it was just the camera angle, but he looks giant. I, if you had the two of them standing next to each other, right? right? And you're like, one of these people needs to lead you down the field to win the game. I think I would take Geno Smith just on the camera shot that I saw of them next to each other. I'm like, that guy's a monster. 
You would think that he's the better quarterback. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy, yes, that was life. To answer your question, that was life with Geno Smith. And by the way, I cannot think of anything, anything on the planet uh, that would make me more nervous than selecting a helmet and going from Russell Wilson as I'm, I'm talking about grit of death here, going for Russell Wilson as your quarterback at home to Geno Smith. I hadn't I mean, even I'm considered sorry, the I possibility. So bad for well, how could you? No one knew he was in the league. I'm not even certain Pete Carroll knew. He I was really- like, hey, Pete Carroll's like, because listen, Russell Wilson has started every game of his career. And so when he got injured, I'm certain Pete Carroll said, hey, Who's the backup? It was one of those things that was happening at like 1130 at night that I'm just walking around pacing, getting so mad, throwing my hands up in the air whenever he did something dumb that I I had no one to say it to. So I texted myself. So guys, what do you think about this? Would you rather have Geno Smith or if there was a way that Russell Wilson could have that injured hand taken off and have a left hand sewn onto his right hand where he just had two left hands, have that play quarterback? Because that's what I would take. I would take a Russell Wilson who's right-handed with two left hands playing over Geno Smith. Put it on the poll. Would you take a Russell Wilson? How'd you want to phrase it? <laughs> would you take a right-handed Russell Wilson with two left hands over Geno Smith? Okay, put that on the poll. Would you take a right-handed Russell Wilson with two left hands over a Geno Smith? And also put this on the poll, Billy. Do you think Pete Carroll knew that Geno Smith was his backup? God bless football. <laughs> Let's rephrase that. Do you think Pete Carroll knew who his backup quarterback was? Because Russell Wilson's never missed the game, Billy. Did you know that? He started every game his NFL career. And by the way, I did some research. Ronnie Lott amputated his finger, his own finger, and then went back into a football game. Yeah. How about that? That's, I mean... God bless football. So we, that's what we needed last night, some leadership. Yeah. But no, yeah. instead we just sideline playing with a tennis ball. No, yeah. Well, I don't know what Russell Wilson doesn't want it badly enough. He just doesn't. I'm starting to think yeah. that might be the case. Um, so Stafford had a good game. Geno Smith had a Geno Smith game. That is life with Geno <sighs> Smith. He was my quarterback for a couple of years. Geno Smith will have moments where you think, hey, this guy could be a competent quarterback in the NFL. And then he does what he does at the end of the game. And I know you said it wasn't his fault, but it just kind of, you know, certain things happen to certain people. Mm-hmm. And Geno Smith is one of those people where things just bad things just happen to Geno Smith. Like good things. He's had a long NFL career, much still longer playing. than what it does. He's still playing. But once you put him into the game, Billy, okay, mm. he'll have great moments. And then he'll have a moment like that where he just breaks your heart. And mm. so uh, God bless Geno Smith. God bless Geno Smith. Stu guys, by the way, I'm sorry. I, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's early or if it's the coffee or what it is. I just have a weird energy today, which I shouldn't have because my team lost. But yeah. big announcement later also, because we're going to, we have, a, we have a lot of show today. Big announcement later, or not really an announcement, but whatever. We'll get to that. Also, Stu guys, I need to tell you later about something that I did in fantasy that I think that you'll appreciate that I feel like might cause a bit of a problem within our show fantasy league. We can get to okay. that later. Also, Stu Gatz, guess what? Yes. What? Weekly fantasy is back again this week for DraftKings. You can compete yeah. against us now. Yeah, get out of here. DKNG.co slash Lebitard. We can get to that later too. We have a lot to get to today. We, we, no, we do have a lot to get to, but I just want to know in the other fantasy story that you teased, did yeah. you cheat? Did you cheat? Was there cheating involved? <laughs> That's a tease. It's a tease. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm sorry about that. All right. So hold on. Our friends at DraftKings, God Bless Football is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. 
We do a contest every single week. Are you telling me there's another contest this week? This is fantastic news, Billy. Yeah, well, I mean, same contest. DKNG.co slash Lebedard. It's a new contest because it's a new week. Like, compete against me, compete against Stugatz. Okay. And then maybe later we'll tell a story about what happened last week. Maybe later we'll tell us another fantasy story. Who knows? Why are you doing maybe thesis? I don't know. Maybe. There's a lot. I'm telling you, there's a lot today. I don't know that we're going to get to things. Listen, I'm t- this is the first time Billy and I have come on after a Thursday night game and done this on a Friday morning. Billy is frisky on a Friday morning. Yeah. I, mean, I love it. I love it. <laughs> God bless football. God bless football, Billy. Let's get to our first guest. Mojo <laughs> was at the Patriot game. He was at the uh, the big Patriots-Bucks game, and he promised us that if he came back on, now he was there with the Gronkowski family. Why? Because he's a member of the Gronkowski family. And so he promised us that he would bring on Gronk after the big game. And Billy, I am told that Mojo is indeed bringing on Gronk. How about that? How about that? God bless football. God bless football. God bless Mojo. God bless the Gronkowskis. Let's get to it. Mojo, what was that last week? You came on, you were saying a three-letter company, you were teasing wrestling, everybody thought you were going to return to wrestling, and then it's like, hey, TMZ. Not that it's not good, but... I'm a heel, bro. I'm a bad guy in wrestling. That's what I do. I I step up and then let people down, you know? Wait, Mojo, promote exactly what it is, because you've been great to us. We love you. And you come bearing gifts. You have a Gronkowski with you. So you lived up to your promise, which we love. But promote exactly what it is you're doing for TMZ so our listeners can check it out. Your boy, Mojo, is the new co-host on TMZ Sports. Yes. So if you want to see what that's about, then tune in and watch and find out for yourself. That's yeah, it. what's it about, man? Is it Are you telling stories about me slamming my head through the wall? <laughs> no, that was on this show. <laughs> Chris Gronkowski, yeah. I want a story of you slamming your head through a wall, please. Yeah, that happened. I, I think Mojo told it, um, I guess, last time he was on. But what he didn't tell you was um, after I went through the wall, my head was through the wall. People were then pouring me drinks, you know, on the opposite side of the wall. So that's how you do it. <laughs> of course, it was water. It wasn't alcohol, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I a big game the next week. That's Mojo, right. paint the picture. Paint the picture at Foxborough. Brady's return. Gronk's return. He didn't play. That was unfortunate. But paint the picture. You're in the bus with the Gronkowskis. Pre-game, take us through the whole thing. All right, man. Well, these things start out how they normally start out with a pre-game before the pre-game before the pre-game. So we met up in Boston. We did the thing. It was a warm-up to the warm-up to the warm-up. Then the warm-up to the warm-up came on the party bus where we turned up. We had a big group. So there was two buses this time, Stu Gatz. There was wow. not one, but El Duble of party buses this time because it was such a hyped experience. One bus wasn't going to cut it. So you had the big bus and you had the little bus. And me and Chris were on the little bus. It's okay. It's the more exclusive bus. So, you know, that, that's uh, it's harder to get. Like anybody can get on the big bus. But for us, the small bus was where it's at. That took us to the actual pregame slash warm-up, which was uh, outside of Gillette. And uh, I'd say that the highlight of that, besides the massive break dancing and shenanigans going on, was uh, Chris and I actually teamed up against his dad and his buddy in a big cornhole match. And 
<laughs> After being down, Stu Gatz, I can't make this up. Yes. We were down 20 to 7. Game point, getting annihilated. We got hyped up and we rallied and won the game, down 20 to 7. This is a big feat. That might have been more of an athletic accomplishment than anything <laughs> Brady's done for sure, coming back for to sure. New England. I mean, this was secondary to the cornhole game, but what a day. I mean, so, yeah, there was three pregames before the game even started. Beating Papa Gronk in cornhole is uh, – he hates that because he sits at home now. He has his own boards. Like, he plays all day, and he thinks he's the man. So, 20-7 comeback is next level right there, and he was pissed. All right, that so Mojo, so you're down 20 to 7, and much like the Patriots, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, you came back late in the fourth quarter. You got it done. So paint the picture of you celebrating in your dad's face. Well, I very much thoroughly enjoy talking trash to anybody, really just getting up in somebody's stuff. That being said, I just gave Big G a handshake and said nothing. He's very scary, <laughs> he's very intimidating. I've always said since day one, if there was a Gronkowski battle royal, Big G's knocking everybody out and taking the title. And like Chris said, we all know it's a very well-documented thing that Big G gets very upset if you <laughs> defeat him in cornhole. So that was one situation I was not going to add to. Right after that, he just wanted to go into the stadium. Uh, it was about 30 minutes earlier than he originally planned, but I think he just wanted to get away from that board because he just couldn't take the loss. You call him a joker? I already knew. We didn't have to say much after that. <laughs> he, he ran into the stadium to run away from playing another right. game of cornhole. <laughs> yep. he, he was done. He was, he was tapped. Chris, you were on Shark Tank, and your brothers were all on Shark Tank. You had Ice Shaker, and you actually played Flip Cup with all of the Sharks on Shark Tank. Yeah, one and done, man, is what they called it. It took me a lot of convincing to be able to play Flip Cup on ABC, uh, since it is a family show. But um, I guess when you tell them it was what we did after games to get rehydrated with water, uh, you can pull it off. So is that what uh, you did? You lied to them. Oh, You're yeah, like, no, yeah. this is how we say hydrated. Yeah. They asked, like, is this a drinking game? I was like, yeah, water to get rehydrated after game. <laughs> they wanted to see fitness competitions and stuff like that. And it was like, you know, there's going to be no point of us going against the sharks in any type of fitness activity or sport. So right. that's something that's actually entertaining. Uh, we played Flip Cup. I, I still think it was one of the reasons that we got offers from all five Sharks, because once you play Flip Cup with someone, you know, your boys now, your friends now, and uh, everyone wants to hang out with you. So once we did that, it was it was game over after that. It's a great icebreaker. How did the Gronkowskis and Mojo become such good friends? How did this all happen? Oh, this was great, man. Uh, Mojo and I played together at Maryland. My brother Dan was there as well. I never we actually told this story on the party bus. I didn't even hang out with Mojo because he had a girlfriend. He didn't party. Uh, he was too busy studying all day. This Classic is all real. Mojo. All real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was actually Dean Mutati is what we called him back then. Right. Uh, that was before he became Mojo. So uh, we weren't really friends with Dean Mutati. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wait, wait. When did Dean Mutati become Mojo, though? <laughs> so he became Mojo when he met our oldest brother, Gordy. Uh, Gordy was there. My dad opened a, a fitness concept in, in uh the DC area where, where, where Dean lived at that time, that was still Dean. And then uh, he started hanging out with Gordy and then kind of just transformed into Mojo uh, <laughs> probably about a year span. Right. It or happened pretty, pretty quick. It was just perfect timing. I had like this longtime girlfriend of 13 years. I never went out. I never part. I always stayed in and studied and, and did the right things, but I got injured with the Cardinals in Arizona 
So I came home and I couldn't work for a while for when I was injured. My girlfriend and I broke up and I just had all this time and no more excuses to not go out and have fun. So I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to start living life here a little bit and, you know, have a little fun after all this hard work I've been putting in over the years. And who was the first guy standing there was G Money, the oldest of the Gronk bros, who uh, gladly welcomed me to the scene and got me started. <laughs> How did you announce yourselves at Foxborough? Oh, you just roll up in a huge ass party bus that says, <laughs> uh, you know, it says the 87 on the side. You know, then the music's jamming. Mojo's already dancing within five seconds, and it was on. <laughs> you know, it was more of it was less of us going and trying to have a good time. It was it was actually more of a public service. You know, we felt bad for the people of New England that their tailgates have sucked since Robbie G. You know, left New England, and the hype crew wouldn't be able to be there and show them how it's done and really pump up the energy level. So we came together as a team, and we were like, you know what? This is an act of charity today. We're going to give back to the community and, and do the right thing here. And we're just going to provide these people who have been deprived for so long with just a positive experience, a little taste of the old days, and just and do it for the people. We're, we're men of the people. That's all I can say. It's very nice of you, Mojo. So charitable, the two of you, just <laughs> Mother you. Teresa's. Thank you. Thank you. Chris, we were saying last week that really everyone was celebrating the wrong person. They should have been celebrating your brother, but it was all about Tom Brady. And I feel like once the game was going, they did the cheering for Brady a little bit at the beginning, and then they did the booing when he went out. Were you guys booing, by the way? Because Mojo was going to lead the boos, he said. <laughs> no, no. It, it was, yeah, what was interesting, it was kind of like cheering slash booing and I just really didn't say anything. I mean, I have respect for both teams big time. Sure. Uh, man, I, I mean, as a player myself, I respect every team, every player in the NFL. So I'm not going to boo anyone. Yeah. But when you saw when, when Brady broke the passing record, they barely even acknowledged it because right. they, they were waiting for Gronk. That's what everybody wanted there. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even know he broke it. I kept asking. Yeah, exactly. Well, he I'm, needed 69 yards to do so, right? Yeah. We rounded up. By the way, Mojo, you were part of a historic game. Two coaches yeah. the first time ever they were 69 years old. This was, I don't know how that wasn't the primary headline here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it for us. How is that not the thing? It should have been everywhere. My phone, by the way, blew up. The second they put that graphic on the screen, I just, I thought like maybe I was on TV, like sitting in the crowd or whatever. It wasn't. It was the 69 graphic. And just my DMs, my mentions on Twitter, my texts, just like nonstop. It was incredible. <laughs> All right, we're going to pick games in a second. But, guys, let's expand this party next week if we can. If everyone has time, and let's expand this party. Big G joins us next week. What do you think? Big G? Oh, man. Yeah? It's possible. I don't know. He doesn't like the media too much anymore after he got burned a couple times. Yeah, but, but tell him it's a couple of – it's Stugatz, Billy, and Mikey A. We're a couple of f idiots. We don't care. We're not trying to get in trouble. <laughs> oh, we got to bring Big G on. We can get this happen. Oh, you know what, Chris? We should have Big G tell the story of the uh, Beyond Protocol launch party. Remember that house party in Tampa? Yeah. You yeah. weren't there. We should tell have him tell a story about the, the Gronk ship too, the party ship. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. The two of you, please make this happen. Okay. Tell Big G. Uh, we got we got seasick, is what he called it. <laughs> of course, right. Seasick. <laughs> tell Big G we are not out to get anyone in trouble. Uh Gronk, I'm you. Okay. Uh, Mojo, we're, we're kindred spirits. You might have to join, man. We might get him out of retirement finally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we, got, we can do it as a team if we all come together. All right, are you guys ready to uh, – and by the way, Gronk, do you have anything you would like to promote? 
anything. Yeah, for sure. We gotta we gotta promote Ice Shaker all day right now. I mean, I know we talked yeah. about it a little bit earlier, but um, asking on Shark Tank, check it out, IceShaker.com. The best bottle in the world. Mojo's got plenty as well. Uh, yep. yep, partying, drinking protein shakes. You can do everything with it. We got to get you guys too. Send over a logo. I'll, I'll hit you back with some bottles. We will. Uh, we absolutely will. Who's the uh, Who's the shark that invested in the company? Uh, we had Mark Cuban and uh, Alex Rodriguez, and then uh, Rob ended up actually uh, deciding that he wanted to be a businessman for like a day or two before he unretired, and he ended up buying Alex out. So it's now Rob and I and uh, and Mark Cuban. Wait, but that's a major upgrade. I'm sure you guys were thrilled that Rob decided to buy A-Rod out, right? <laughs> hey, I was pumped, man. I, you know, I thought he was going to come in, help me out. And then he's like, you know, a week later, I'm going to unretire. So, right. uh, you know, <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. He still promotes it. All right. Uh, and Mojo, we'll promote what you're doing with TMZ again at the very end here. You guys ready to pick some football games? You realize you went four and one on your picks last week, right? Oh, there we go. Wait, did Jericho, <laughs> what did Jericho do? He uh, went two and three. Jericho went two and oh! three. Mojo's not going four and one again. This is this is against the spread too, right? Yeah, yeah against the spread. Okay, I'll go Mojo Grok. Mojo Grok. Mojo Grok. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. All right, here well, we go. Well, I won, so I should go first. Chris, could you imagine if I beat you in picks and I'm more jacked than you and I have a better backdrop? All three, that's got to be devastating, right? None of those were even true. You're still <laughs> sideways, Mojo. I didn't say I was better at filming, but I got a better <laughs> 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 All right, Jets at Falcons, minus three and a half. The Gronks are used uh, to beating the Jets. <laughs> we're going Falcons here. The Jets got their win, and now it's, it's going to go back. Okay. All right, Chris. I'm, I'm with you there. I, I had the, literally the same reasoning too. I think they got a little touch of success and <laughs> put off the break or off the off the bat. Mike, yeah, this is why our team sucks. They get a little touch of success. Yes. <laughs> 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 they live off their one win. They lose to the Falcons the next week. We suck. Panthers at home. Surprise team, three and one. Lost to the Cowboys. They are minus four. Taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Panthers. All right. Yes, man, they just lost to the Cowboys, too. Um, Carolina did, so it could be a nice bounce-back game, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with the Eagles here. i got to switch it up a little bit. I'll take some, point. Points. take some right. points. Well, thanks for providing me the dub for the week already on the second pick. Where Gronk is stuck is he's trying to beat you in a competition, so he's forced to go opposite, even if he doesn't want to at, at that time, Mojo. That's what's going it's on. See, well, he's making these – he's switching it up too early. you got to give it time. We're playing the long game here. we got five whole picks. He switched it up on pick two. This is too soon. Oh, good, man. Now we're playing mind games because he's feeling inferior if he just says what I say. So this I'm gonna is why I'm going to get the dub. I'm going to switch it up on both of you. I'm going to let Gronk go first this time. How about that? <laughs> Sorry, bro. <Okay. laughs> All right. Here we go. Vikings minus seven. They're at home taking on the Detroit Lions. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going Lions here. Seven points is too much. Vikings. Wow. Look at you, Mojo. All right, I will go Chris again here. Chargers minus one at home, taking on the Browns. Oh, man. Ooh, man. That's I'm going Chargers game. all day here. All right. Chargers all day. Herbert's a badass, like the man. Chargers, man. They look yeah. good. Good defense. Yeah. Uh, at home, too. This one's a tough one right here, but I'm going Brownies, baby. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you stretch oh, your neck out fine. before? Why'd you stretch your neck out beforehand? Because <laughs> this is going to be the make or break pick of this whole thing. So I okay. just held it up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Got a little gone way three times already. Flex <laughs> on Chris a little bit. All right. Mojo, you get the final say here. Final pick, okay? Another Perfect. good game here. 
Cardinals minus five and a half at home. They're taking on the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be the Cardinals on this one. Definitely the cards. Okay. I'll go Cardinals here too. That a boy. All right. Well, I have two more. I'm throwing in bonus. Okay. Whoa. When we have Mojo and we have Chris Gronkowski on, okay, what a massive mistake we would be making if we didn't ask them to pick the Patriots and Bucks game. So we'll start with the uh, with the Bucks. Dolphins at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are minus ten and a half. Oh, Bucks. Man. <laughs> Bucks. yeah, your brother's team's good, Chris. <laughs> oh, ten and a half. Yeah, it's at it's it's in Tampa. It's yeah. in Tampa, yeah. And it's the Dolphins. And it's the Dolphins, correct. Chris, yeah. say Miami. Chris, say Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to be a follower, man. Coffee, that's a man. lot of points. They haven't been closing out uh, the, these big spreads lately. So, um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Miami here. Wow. Okay. I'm okay. not playing either, so, you know. I don't but, you have the, but, but you have the Bucks winning just to save face with your bro, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. They only got to win by 10, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mojo, final game. I for just you. realized now we're going off the spread. We're not just picking winners and losers oh, like last Mojo. Week. Mojo, <laughs> you went four and one against the f- spread last week, my man. Oh, no. oh I did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not changing any of my picks either way. I'm just saying. <laughs> all, all favorites last week. Mojo, I love that you have no idea what you did. It's the best thing ever. It's greatest. It's the you're the greatest, Mojo. Baby, you this, this is just what it is. I love this you. TMZ Sports. Uh, TMZ Sports. Check him out, Mojo. He is the <laughs> best. <laughs> okay. uh, four one. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, final game, Mojo. You go first. Uh, Patriots at Texans. Uh, the Texans. I can't believe I'm saying this. They're getting nine points at home. Against wow. the uh, New England Patriots, the Patriots. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you my opinion. I'm going Patriots on this one. Okay. Wow. Man, you said nine and a half. Uh, the Texans are plus nine at home. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's tough. It is tough. That is tough, Chris. What are you gonna do? Going opposite. I'm going opposite. I mean, wow. I'm taking Texans here. You should. That a boy. This was fantastic, Mojo. Once again, quickly. Promote what it is you're doing for TMZ Sports. Mojo Mutati, the new co-host on TMZ Sports, adding unforeseen levels of hype every day. So check us out on FS1, baby. (laughs) (laughs) What a promo. Mojo uh, and Grok, this has been, it's been a delight. Uh, Mojo, God bless football, man. God bless football, guys. God bless it. Gronk, God bless football. God bless football. God bless you and and the the entire Gronkowski family. Big G, especially Big G. Okay, Big G, we're working on it. Next week, it's going down. Yes, I love it. Tell Big G again. Remember, tell him like we're you. Okay, I'm you. You're me. Like we're the same person. We're not. We're not getting him in trouble. Okay, you're gonna have to deal with Belichick after he says, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but now you just you don't have to deal with Arians either. Brady's running. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Plus, yo, know, Bruce is sixty nine now, so he's probably cool with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a good year. <laughs> it's gonna be a good year. All right, our weekly visit with Chris Sims. We love him. He's the best. Oh, did I send him a text over the weekend, Mikey? A. It's the first time I've texted him on a weekend. <laughs> 
pilot. And all I texted him was, Sims! With an exclamation point as Zach Wilson mounted a comeback in the second half. I wanted a hug. I needed a hug. Um, Zach Wilson, listen, I love you. Thank you. I feel better. That's what he looks like when he's only sacked one time, Chris Sims, and I think that's what you've been trying to tell us all along, right? Definitely. Trying to tell you that, you know, again, it wasn't perfect by Zach Wilson. Missed a few plays and throws, made a mistake. But, you know, it's a rookie. It's It's a learning process here. You know, just because a guy's in astrophysics doesn't mean he's ready to go to, like, be an astronaut the third day in class. It's just not fair to think that. So, yeah, I think you all got to see the God-given talent the player has. I mean, listen, I, I don't care what anybody says. You know, I've seen throws, and I, I hope last weekend opened up everybody's eyes to go, there was five or six throws in that game. Again, that there's only a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL make. And here's another point I want to make, too, and I don't know if I made this to you last week, but I think this is very important to this process, too. Out of all the rookie quarterbacks, yes, I like Zach Wilson's look the best, but I would also add to this, Stu Gatz, nobody's asking their rookie quarterback to do as much as Zach Wilson to help them win the game or make game-changing type of plays and throws. Yeah, maybe like Mac Jones mentally has more offense, you know, because he's in New England than he has to worry about, but... Uh, in in New York, the degree of difficulty the Jets are asking as far as Zach Wilson on a throw-by-throw basis, to me, is far greater than the rest of the crew. And that's not even close. And then, of course, you saw some of those amazing throws on the run, in the pocket, whatever you want to say. Uh, they were damn good. I love that you're like a coach. You still got that coach thing because he's 0-3, looks terrible, and you're like, guys, he's great, he's great, he's great. He gets his first win, scores touchdown. Listen, he missed some throws. (laughs) Just tear him down when he wins and just build him up when he loses. Well, he he missed like – he missed probably like his three easiest throws of the day. One which should have been a touchdown on that first drive of overtime where they had to settle settle for a field goal. Stugatz probably remembers. He kind of – before the the uh, third down boot play, I think it was a second down, he had a guy in the flat and threw it at his feet. I mean, it's a walk-in touchdown. So, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, again, it wasn't perfect, but he had – I think it was in the second quarter, there was two completions. He threw a deep out to the right and a deep out to the left, and it kind of got them going offensively. And from that point on, he was really, really damn good. And like I said, he made throws in the game that – you know, I, I really think only Mahomes, Rodgers, Josh Allen, uh, Russell Wilson, the very special group of guys in the NFL that can make those throws that he did in that game. Chris, how does it work with quarterbacks? Like, is that what Zach – did Zach Wilson just need to have, like, a half like that or a quarter like that, get a victory under his belt, and now perhaps moving forward here we'll see a more confident, a different Zach Wilson, do you do you think? Or is that just based solely on team and the fact that his offensive line plays very well in that game? And we have no idea if they'll play that well moving forward. I would think they play that well. I mean, at least okay. this week against the Atlanta Falcons, there's nobody on that front that should scare the New York Jets. They should be able to move the ball on the on Atlanta Falcons to protect them. But, like, to your point specifically, yeah, I think with guys like Zach Wilson – and everything I know about him in the pre-jab process and even some of the Jets coaches I talk to, like, he's hard on himself. He grinds. He holds himself to, like, a, a standard. He hasn't buckled under the pressure, but I'm sure he feels the pressure just from, hey, he wants to be good for self. 
I mean, first, that's most important. And I think when you have that type of guy or type of athlete, when they do have a little success, yeah, I think it'll just go the right way. And now, you know, the, the proverbial monkey's off his back now. The New yes. York Jets fans, the media, all the haters around the nation about Zach Wilson, the draft process. You know, after that performance and some of those throws that you see on highlights, uh, I do. I think that kind of catapults him to play better football from here on out. Last thing, I'll tell you what he did that I really wanted to say. He stopped being Johnny Pocket Passer. Yeah, That was the other thing. Hey, the, the reason you got drafted at number two is because you can move around and make all these great plays. We all saw it at BYU. And sometimes these young quarterbacks, you know, they're pleasers. Wait, coach told me to go to one, to two, to three. I'm going to stay in the pocket and work the system. No, that. Play some football. React. Get out. Make plays. Sorry, I know you're going to have to bleep that. but No, 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 no. Sims is feeling validated, okay, on Zach Wilson. So the F-bombs are flying, and I love it. Okay? (laughs) Listen, we talk so much quarterback stuff with you because you're the best in the business at it. But what do you make with the Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville? I mean, probably nothing you haven't heard at this point. My original reaction when when I had to talk about it with Mike Florio on Tuesday morning was like, The first thing that I went to is, I think what you've heard probably from a lot of people, I was like, I've never heard of the head coach not coming back on the team playing after a game. I mean, yeah, the general comes back with the troops after a war, win or loss. Like, uh, that's what happens. And, you know, my eight years in the NFL, never had a head coach. Ask my dad, his 15 years in the NFL, never. It's unheard of unless, like, somebody dies in the family. So that to me was weird off the bat, let alone like you're an 0-4 football team and that's what you're going to do for your weekend? You're going to take it off and sip pina coladas in Ohio? I mean, what, what the hell is that? That's where I was shocked by the whole process. And that's where I just think Urban Meyer doesn't quite understand life in the NFL. And it's just a different game. You know, in, in college, yeah, he gets to be the dictator, the king. And it's a little bit more about the communication and his ability to schmooze, you know, parents to get their kids there and schmooze the players to get their, them there. And, and it's all about that. And then, of course, he gets to go on the field at Ohio State or Florida. And, like, if they play 12 games, 10 of those, they're clearly the best team. The NFL is just – it's way more strategic. It, it's way more about schematics on a week-to-week basis. And you've got to always be thinking ahead and reinventing yourself. And wait, what? we didn't do this good last week, so how do I cancel that out and add something better? And uh, I think that, you know, let alone with some of the other things he's done there already, you know, it's just not a good look. It looks amateur hour right now in Jacksonville, and, and I just didn't expect that from Urban, Urban Meyer. There's a lot of things to be concerned about with that situation, but from a quarterback perspective, we talked about this before, sometimes very good quarterbacks coming out of college just land in bad places. And my right. concern for Trevor Lawrence is he's landed in a bad spot. Yeah, I, I think it's a valid concern. We'll see. You know, I, you know, not only is Urban Meyer, as we see, kind of learning on the fly, but also added to that, like, uh, listen, I, I don't want to be a jerk, but uh, I've, I've never been a fan of the Daryl Bevel offense or the Brian Schottenheimer offense. So from that standpoint alone, I just go, yeah, it, he's at a little bit, bit of a disadvantage. Again, I'm not panicked about Trevor Lawrence, just like I've said with Zach Wilson. I don't care if they go 0-16 this year or 0-17. The look of the player, like you saw on Thursday night last week, 
you see some plays and some throws and his ability to run where you just go, damn, that's kind of special. You know, that is. So uh, hopefully they can continue to grow. But I don't know where this whole coaching thing is going to go for Urban Meyer. I mean, he might last the whole year, but I, I would think 2022 could be in trouble with, with how it's going down right now. Unbutton podcast. Check him out right there. PFT with Mike Florio, NBC football night in America. He is a massive star. He is Chris Sims. He's with us every single week here on God Bless Football. Justin Fields, 11 of 12, 209 yards when the pocket was clean. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. You like that stat, huh? Um, I do. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you expect moving forward here? Well, they like, listen, they, they played the right way for the first time in like forever. <laughs> You know, like, what about the Bears says shotgun Kansas City Chiefs offense? I'm sorry. There's just nothing that works there. <laughs> nor is the offense deliver the same way. And so, and nor is it, you know, they as creative as, as Reed or enemy. But I think they played the proper way to their football team and to their quarterback. And I think that's only going to lead to good things. Almost every one of the completions you talk about was off play action pass. So you run the ball right? The play action pass, the boots, what they need to be is basically the Cleveland Browns on offense with a splash of Lamar Jackson run plays for Justin Fields. And they'll be the biggest pain, one of the biggest pains in the asses in all of football. So that's what jumps out to me. He got underneath center and then added to that. Like people talk about the bears offensive line, the bears offensive line gets shit on a little too much. I, I will say that. And when you break them down and look at the center, Sam Mustaver is pretty good. Left guard, Cody Whitehair, is pretty damn good. J- Daniels, the right guard, good. The right tackle of Fetty, he's a big, powerful man. You know, Jason Peters at left tackle, yeah, he's getting up there in years and not the same guy he was. But they can move people in the running game when they stay patient with that. And then what's that do? It's going to make clean looks for Justin Fields. You saw he throws a beautiful deep ball, and he's, yeah. he's very controlled throwing the ball outside the number. And Mooney, Mooney's got three rockets up his ass, guys. I mean, he, he can fly. He's like a Deshaun Jackson. And Allen Robinson can be one-on-one. So you stick all that stuff we're talking about, plus a pretty damn good defense in Chicago. And I go, if they continue to play that way, they'll be a pain in the butt in the NFC and in the playoff conversation in December. Billy, you hear that? Three rockets up his ass. I mean, not one, I mean, not two, three. Three rockets, Bill. Yeah, that's, that's the a number special you class. Want. Yeah. That's a special class. No has doubt any, about it. Has anyone ever had four rockets up their ass? <laughs> well, the only people that would be in four rockets up your ass categories would be like all-time greats like Tyree Kill. He's mm. got four rockets up his ass. Deion yeah. Sanders, Daryl right. Green, right. CJ2K, Joey uh-huh. Galloway. Like those, those are guys that have an extra booster up there, no doubt. Mm. All right, so so this is interesting. You're putting Tariq Hill already, already. You've seen enough. Tariq Hill's one of the best wide receivers you've ever seen. Well, he's definitely one of the most explosive wide receivers I've ever seen, and I've I I, I think he's. I mean, listen, you make me as a quarterback. Hey, who's your first pick? You want to take at wide receiver in the NFL? I'd go. I'll take Tyreek Hill. If we're wow. playing in the backyard, I'm going. I'm taking Tyreek Hill, and he's a game changer. I mean, you see, like. Cleveland, Philadelphia, they don't pay extra attention to him. He's going to torture you. He's going to torture you. Whether it's straight over the top or catch a six-yard pass and make seven people miss and then run for another 20 yards. Yeah, for my money, I think he's the best receiver in football. 
Chris, once you're a four rocket up your ass guy, is it like the Heisman that you never go back? Like you're never a former four rocket up your ass guy. You don't go down to like a three rocket up your ass guy, even though you lose a rocket as your career. And a rocket on. fall out. Yeah, you're always well, a four you can lose, rocket. You can lose some. You can lose some fuel yeah. in those rockets, right? Ah, as you right. get older, right? right? They just they, they don't fill up with the fuel anymore. Mm-hmm. So like you know Joe, Joey Galloway, who was the fastest player I ever played with. And I played with CJ2K, too, who was just a smidgen behind him. Mm. Like, you know, at the end of his career, yeah, he probably wasn't a four four rocket up his ass guy. He's more like a three and a three and a half guy. He was a four rocket guy, but the fuel tank wasn't full, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. I think that's he, the proper way to put it, Billy. Is there a five rocket guy? Is there a five no, rocket No, I, I don't know of any. I don't Anyone? know of any, no. Anyone with like a reserve tank, not a full rocket tank, but like a, a little more than just the four. No, no, no. Mm. That's that's the maximum right now in my book okay. right there. If you only have one rocket, can you be good? If you only have no. one rocket. Not a wide receiver or mm-hmm. running back. No, you need more than one rocket to, to be good question. in those positions. Yeah. Well, how about two rockets? No, I would maintain that like Wes Welker had two rockets and he was a very good Well, right. You can, you can yeah. get away with two rockets if you got some like crazy quicks and like mm-hmm. that jitterbug aspect about you. Then, yeah, you can make it work. No doubt about it. You can still do that for sure. How is this going to end with Big Ben in Pittsburgh? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to watch right now. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. There's there's no doubt. It's it's hard to watch when I watch it on film. I mean, he's on his last leg. There's there's no doubt about that. I think we talked a little last week or maybe the week before of like he's not realistic to what he can do anymore. That's the first thing I would say. I mean, even last week in the Bears game, I mean the uh the Packers game. Think about the fumble, you know? It, it's it's He's in the pocket with his arm up in the air and the ball like he's Big Ben from 2011 and just going to be like, get off me, oh, pump big, pump big, touchdown. Like, no, those days are over. Sorry, they are. But I think what's more concerning to that, Mike, is just the fact that, like, it's some of the decision-making and lack of seeing the field at times where I watch film and I just go, I know this play, like, He's supposed to read it like this. And I go like, what, what the hell is he looking at? Or why is he stuck on this one receiver for so long? So it's not only physical, it's mental right now. And if he would just like, just go, wait, I'm just not going to mess the game up and be Johnny conservative. Like they're going to be able to win games. Don't forget they were winning games with Devlin Duck Hodges two years ago and Mason Rudolph. They couldn't do Jack Diddley squad in the past game. Their defense will keep them in every game, almost against every team. And if you look back at every game, his turnovers have, like, cost them from being in a one-score or field-goal opportunity late in the football game. And if he could just eliminate them, I don't can't cancel them out for at least being, like, a pain in the butt and a player in the AFC still. Who's worse, 2015 Manning or 2021 Big Ben? Great question. Ooh. Right. That is a good question. Ooh, <laughs> man. Mm, that's a good one. 2015 think, Manning think, won a Super Bowl. I mean, he won I a Super Bowl. He did win a Super Bowl. He did throw nine <laughs> touchdowns and 17 interceptions, though, too. You know, and they benched his ass for Brock Eisweiler. So that tells you how good he was playing. Um, you know, Big Ben has a little more, like, a more pop in his arm at this point than Peyton Manning did then. But – I didn't look at Peyton Manning and go, oh, my gosh, how stupid is that? Or what is he thinking? It was more his body failing him at times. And then the Broncos were playing a style where they were like, 
we're just going to be kind of ugly on offense. We're not worried about being sexy and Peyton Manning of, you know, 2007 and eight when he was like that. We're going to run the ball and play through our defense and the pass concepts are going to be basic. So I think from, you know, I, so I guess I'm saying I'd probably go with Peyton just because you could trust him in the, in the big aspect of the game. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, who was the defensive player of the year. Carolina was a team I thought that was okay, pretty good, above average. Now they're a team I think, oh, man, they could win the Super Bowl just with the addition of Stephon Gilmore. You agree? I do think they're like a low-level Super Bowl contender. I do. I, you know, I, I think I've said it to you guys before. They were my dark horse before the yeah. season started. I said, yep. watch out for them. You know, you know, last week the game got away from them, but I didn't look at it and go, oh, man, like, what a disaster. They got outclassed and outplayed. They kind of messed some things up themselves. They messed some run fits up. You know, Sam Darnold had the two interceptions. Hey, it was 14-13 in the third quarter, and they drove down to kick a field goal and missed that. And the game changed from that point on. I thought they might make a play for Stefan Gilmore. I said it on the show the day of the trade, like when Gilmore got released by the Patriots or they thought he was going to get released. I said, man, Carolina might be in this because – Hey, if you're in the NFC and you think you're a Super Bowl caliber team, you know, we've talked about, you gotta, you're going to have to beat the Rams. You know, you're going to have to beat the Buccaneers. You might have to see the Cowboys again in the playoffs. And what those three teams can do is go, wait, we can run the ball. And if you want to stop the run, you're going to have to load the box a little bit. But now that you've got the weapons on the outside to match up against our weapons. And I think that's probably what Carolina's looking at. They're probably looking at the division itself. Just going, wait, we would like to win the division. And if we want to beat Tampa, we got to stop their overpowering offensive line at times and then match up with Antonio Brown, Evans, and Gronk, and everybody else. And I think they'll, this will go a long way to helping that out. How excited are you for Chiefs Bills, Allen Mahomes? Oh, come on. I mean, those are my two guys right there. To me, those are the two best quarterbacks in the sport. Mahomes finally got back on track last week, stopped like moving in the pocket for no reason, was a little more true to the offense and the reads a little bit. You know, he really didn't play all that great the first few weeks of the year. You know, he's Mahomes and it's Kansas City, and even when he doesn't play great, it's still pretty damn good. But with as shitty as their defense is, he needs to play great, like every week. Their O-line is in the conversation for one of the most powerful O-lines in football. So if they just continue to run the ball and he can just play the right way and not try to force every play to be a highlight show, they're going to be really tough. I do think they match up very well with the Buffalo Bills because Buffalo likes to crowd the line of scrimmage, right? And they drop out and they're always like, they always seem to drop out where you're trying to throw the football. But they're going to be able to protect Mahomes and if there's a weak spot to me with the Bills, it's the corners. I don't think the corners are top-notch. And that's where it could be a little scary. But I also think Josh Allen and company are going to be able to move the ball on that Kansas City Chiefs team, too. I think I'm going Chiefs 31-30, like a late field goal to win the game in Arrowhead. From this Sunday night football's game to last week, obviously everybody was talking about Brady, Belichick, uh, but the other thing everybody was talking about, Chris, and you weren't there in person, which I was disappointed by, but Rodney Harrison just has someone hold an umbrella for him. Like, is that something that was negotiated? How did that happen? How does that Isn't work? That, Who is that? Right. Well, listen, I'll say this first off. Like, it would have been cool to be there, but I was glad I wasn't there, honestly. All right, just so you know. It looked miserable. I was totally, 
Well, I was totally cool being back, you know, at our normal studio. I got to do a post-game show after that, after the game. You know, I got to do my podcast the next morning. So I was like, man, that this is going to really f*** up my week going up there to New England. How is this all going to play out? You know, when am I going to watch my film as we're coming back from, you know, so I was all worried about that. I was glad. Rodney's hilarious. I mean, he that was a great moment uh, of just, you know, listen, he's a diva. I don't know what else to say. You know, guy got a few Super Bowl rings and lives in a big house in Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, we get on Zoom calls and he's got these like gold plated walls and embroidery everywhere. And I'm just like, damn, can't hide money, Rodney. So this is pretty status quo for him. <laughs> Does he have the best Zoom background of anyone? Oh, he like every time we're on a Zoom call, he walks around the house or he's in a new room every time we do it. And I'm always like, damn, I'm always like, look at that room right there. Holy crap. And then, you know, the next time we'll be on, I go, whoa, what room are you in now? Like, you know, so I always bust him for that. Rodney's a great dude. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, but he got really wet. Like whoever was holding the umbrella did a terrible job. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. I'm sure she was worried about, you know, putting her hand out there too far into the screen and, and like making it, you know, not look as professional. He was but also moving was like, a lot. He wouldn't stay. Oh still. my gosh. He was walking around and talking and you're right. So uh, yeah, that was funny just to see Tariko Dungy and Drew Brees holding their own umbrella. And then, you know, Mr. Divas over there underneath why someone's holding it for him. Uh, quickly in college, Texas, Oklahoma, put us there. Where Chris Sims is watching this game. You hate Oklahoma more than you hate anything in your life, correct? Well, I, yeah, I mean, those are bad memories. Those are my worst memories in college. You know, I was 0-2 against them. My, my sophomore year, I got to play, but uh, I did not start in that game. And we were down like 28 nothing before I even got in the football game. It's one of the coolest atmospheres you can imagine. Like, it's one where I tell people who've never been down to Texas or Oklahoma for a football game and they want to see something big, a big event. I go, you've got to go to that game. You know, where it's different than, like, the Florida, Georgia, the largest tailgate party or whatever the hell they call that game. That one split, like, sideline to sideline, right? Like, all the Georgia fans are behind the Georgia bench and then the Florida fans are behind the Florida bench. Texas, Oklahoma is split down the 50 yard line. If I'm explaining this right. So you can be in a home game in one side of the stadium and then all of a sudden drive down to the other side and be in the red zone and be like, Oh shit, I can't hear. And my receivers can't hear. And you got to start going to silent signals and things like that. And that's where it's really cool, but definitely one of the best rivalries ever best, you know, just showcase games. Why the Texas fair is going on. And then you got to drive your buses through the Texas fair and all the Oklahoma people are giving us the finger and doing all that. It's, it's nothing beats it. It's, it's pretty cool. PFD with Mike Florio, NBC football night in America. Got a great one this Sunday. You got a great one every Sunday, but Bill's chiefs this Sunday is going to be special. Uh, we love you, dude. God bless football. Thanks guys. Love you guys too. See you. Billy Gronk. Oh, Oh, God bless football. God bless football. God bless the Gronks. Do you think we're going to get Big G for real? I have I my think, doubts. I think, listen, Mojo has become a friend. We lo- Mojo went four and one. I love that Mojo had no idea he was picking games against the spread and still went four and one. <laughs> it was perfect. And you know the thing is if he was actually picking games not against the spread, then he probably would have gone five and zero oh, because he also had the Bucks, but they didn't cover. 
Uh, do I think we're going to get uh, Papa Gronkowski? I do. I think we're going to mm. get him. I, I, I do. Who's Who did you want? Jimmy Goons? Uh, <laughs> this isn't Bobby Goons. That nah, doesn't Bobby matter. Ah, Jimmy he's Bobby. banned anyways. It doesn't matter. He's not allowed. <laughs> he's, I think we're going to get Big G. I do. Mm. <laughs> I think we have a chance of getting Big G. Um, hopefully Rob down the line, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 